Hi everyone, welcome to In Your Element from Tetramap, where our focus is on developing people and business the way nature intended. Our guests will be sharing their expertise on what it's like when you're working in your element and working in a great team where people value each other's differences. I'm Louise Duncan, your host, and look forward to sharing this with you in the coming weeks. So today's guest is Ruhia King from Aotearoa, New Zealand. Kia ora and welcome Ruhia. Kia ora Louise, it's wonderful to be here with you. Fantastic, thank you for giving us your time today to join us on the podcast. Uh, Ruhia is a master tetramap facilitator and like all great teachers is a student of learning. She's also currently studying full-time at Waikato University taking a total immersion course in Tereo. And for those that don't know, Te Reo is the language for Māori, the indigenous people of New Zealand. And Ruhi, I hope I've done well with my pronunciation. It's an absolute pleasure to have you with us today. It's wonderful to be here, Louise, and great to be able to be in a sharing space. Cool. So, um, so our listeners can get to know you, would you like to tell us a little bit about you and what you've been doing lately? Um, well, as you've introduced uh, in your introduction, I'm currently with Waikato University um, doing a study in total immersion through, and the program is called Te Tuhu Kaitahi. Um, it's a four-year program, and it's actually a follow-on from having completed my master's um, um, Indigenous practitioner training with Te Wānanga Te Roa. So thoroughly enjoying being in a student learning space, having been in an employment space for most of my time. And so this is quite a good learning and it's wonderful to be able to do something for myself, you know, that I'm really enjoying. I'm also doing this training with my granddaughter. So that's wow. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> You're both in the same class? Yes, we are. How cool yes, is that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Well, to give some further context, I'm sure we're going to learn more about the course as we go through the, the the podcast, but working with and learning from the wisdom of Māori and indeed all Indigenous people has always been very important to us at Tetramap, and Ruhi has played a generous and very significant part in that. Uh, we actually met, I think it was in 2011, and from memory it was just after the massive Christchurch earthquake that we had here in New Zealand. And since then, we've enjoyed a long-lasting relationship with Ruhia and the team that she worked with through her previous role in practice excellence at Taiwan on the Aotearoa. And uh, Ruhia wrote a fabulous case study, which you can see on our website. And it's all about really how they use Tetramap there to develop a unique indigenous communication model that really supports cultural diversity. And it was such a pleasure to, to work with you on that and have that there available for others to see and read. So I'll make sure that I put a link to that um, in the show notes, Ruhia. Kapoi. And we decided to call the podcast In Your Element, as it aptly describes the work we do with nature, with teams, and the whole essence of feeling great about being uniquely you. So to kick us off, Ruhia, when you're in your element, what are you doing, thinking or feeling? Well, it's actually, it'll actually depend on what forum I'm in. So if I'm in a facilitating um, training session, my fire and my earth element will come to the surface. 
uh, when I'm doing that, I'm thinking of engaging in a cultural and creative in environment. So, um, so in uh, facilitating um, role, I'm looking at um, how can I engage the um, participants? How can I make the learning creative and, and fun and enjoyable? Even my handouts will be, you know, I, I look at colour. Um, I try and keep my colours around the um, teacher map nature colour. And just so that um, the learners start to see that where the link is. Right. And so, um, I find um, when I'm in a facilitating role, my earth, my earth comes up because I really want to be able to achieve the outcomes that I'm there for, the purpose I'm there for, and to get my message across. And the fire, I really work on the fire because I want to make it enjoyable, fun, um, you know, so that, it, you know, and there's a lot of laughing and a lot of um, humour going on in the training. Now, if I'm in a different form, and, and it could be a form, for example, going to a porphyry, which is a Māori welcome. So if, if I'm welcoming people onto, uh, you know, in a group where we're welcoming people, then my role, my element will change. Mm. In, in that role, you, it's really about uh, making sure you, you, you meet the protocols. Right. Um, um, it's quite, you know, there is discipline. Um, you know, there's, um, there's things you just don't breach, you know, and, and, but it's also being mindful of making the whole process um, calming, you know, and people come through it. So by the time they've come through the process of, be, of a welcome, they've enjoyed it, but they've also been taken from places of restriction to places of harmony. So, you know, my element will definitely change when I'm in that environment. You know, because we have to adhere to protocols. We've got these rituals that you've got to adhere to. And it depends on what area of New Zealand you're at, too. Of course, it'll be different protocols for different areas. So you have to know all of those things. So, of course, then your air element will need to come up. Hmm. So you can't afford to make mistakes because if you do, you will be scorned upon. Right. And you will be looked at into, you know, and you will probably yeah. get, a, get someone from your, you know, like either on your side will say, well, you should have done your homework. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and then if I'm participating in, um, in like a performance, you know, where we do Māori waiata, mm-hmm. you know, haka, then, um, then that's when I'm, my whole um, element will change because then it's really about really getting into yourself, you know, and, you know, I, be, I get really deep into it and I, my expressions come out. I find my inner inner essence and I bring that out. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. So I guess um, when I'm in those elements, I'm always thinking about what is the purpose of that cope up? What's the purpose of the forum that I'm in? Yeah, and I always make sure I stay connected, you know, because, you know, there's um, these protocols, these behaviours, these different elements that are you know, in there. I mean, and especially if we're in a Māori forum too, you know, we connect with um, our spiritual guides, you know, all the time. So, yeah. 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 And I think that's what you're saying there is is really relevant, not just to Māori, but for also other other groups around the world is about absolutely the context of where you are is when you need to bring different elements to the fore. Yeah. You your grandchildren, yeah. so you're yeah. probably with them that you maybe your water element, your caring and compassionate element yeah. come to the fore with them. Yeah, so it's all about you know, context. Yeah, and and as I mentioned, I'm I'm doing you know like um 
I'm up at Waikato University and my granddaughter and I are in, in the same class, you know. So I have to remember that when I'm in the class, I'm still grandma, but I've also got to remember that I've got to allow her to shine mm. in her elements, you know. Mm. So it's um, it's learning to, okay, you know, sit back, you know. You can't be the protective grandmother all the time, you know. And, um, yeah, so my element would then just to be come back and allow her to be in her space when, when she needs to and just be there when she needs me. Mm. Well, I think that must be a wonderful experience. Mm. It is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, Ruhia. And can you share something about nature that's important to you and how do you believe that this relates to human nature, if at all? Okay. So in my culture, Māori culture, um, we naturally connect to nature. Mm. So nature is a key aspect of Māori culture. So an example is when we introduce ourselves, we will recite and acknowledge our genealogy. We it recite, we acknowledge our canoe, you know, that our ancestors came to New Zealand on and, and our tribe. Uh, we have, tri- you know, we have a main tribe, and then within that tribe, we will have sub tribes. So our main tribe, we refer to it as our iwi, and then we have our sub tribes, which is our hapu. You know, so all of those things are really important, and they all, you know, so when we say, like, if I say Waikato is my iwi, people um, will know exactly which area I come from. You know. Where do I come from? And then when I actually give my hapu, then they'll know, oh, you're from this area, but this place. Mm. And um, then when we do our reciting, we will also recite what we call our pepeha, and that's acknowledging our ancestral land, the yes. river, our the sea, our moana or some, it'll be their lake, the mountain, you know, yeah. and, um, and our ancestors and the place where we actually, like, where we may have where we come from, but we might be living somewhere else. So, for example, I come from a small place called Taharo in New Zealand, but I live in Hamilton. You know, so even if I'm in Hamilton, wherever I am, I will acknowledge where I come from. Mm. So here's an example, and I'll just sort of like so other people will understand how we connect it back all the time. So, Tainui Toku Waka. Tainui is my my canoe. Okay. Ko Hoturua Toku Rangatira. Hoturua is the chief of the Tainui canoe. Ko Taupiri Toku Mauna. Taupiri is my mountain. Ko Waikato Toku Awa. Waikato is my river. Ko Kafia Toku Moana. Kafia is my sea. Ko Waikato, Ko Maniapoto, Oku Iwi. Waikato and Maniapoto is my tribe. Are uh, my tribe. Ko Ngati Mahuta, North Waikato. Ngati Mahuta from the Waikato tribe. Ngati Mahuta is my sub tribe. Ko Ngati Ngutu, Taku Hapu, no Maniapoto. So Ngati Ngutu is the Hapu sub tribe of Maniapoto Iwi. No Te Hauaru ki Taharoa Ahau. I am from the westerly winds of Taharoa. My name is Ruhia. So through all of that, I have made connection to the land, to our river, to our, our mountain, my sea and the wind and the place where I come from. 
And those, that's, those are very important, which is why uh, Ketramep is a natural, I guess, um, a natural um, program or kaupapa that um, I have found very easy to work with in connecting, that it aligns with our own values and our own beliefs in Mataranga Māori. Mm. That was such a beautiful uh, pepiha that you did for us there. Thank you, Ruhia. And very, very important for people around the world who are listening to this will be finding that fascinating, how important it is to set that context of where you are, where you come from, and those acknowledgements of who's been before you and the journey that you took in your canoe to visit the land or to come to the land of Aotearoa New Zealand is amazing. Uh, thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, and the other thing too is that, um, you know, like our ancestors, when they travel on their canoe, you know, they use the stars, mm. you know, they use the moon, the wind, the tides, even the yeah. birds, you know, the fish, the different fish in the sea, those were all elements that helped to guide them to where they went. And um, those are really important for us to be aware of. Yeah, and such wisdom. We think these days, don't we, that we're so clever with all our technology and all the rest of it. But when you look back to what our ancestors did and where they travelled and the things that they created by using the natural elements, yeah, they were incredibly wise and brave at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it makes sense to people who perhaps don't have an understanding of Māori culture to understand yeah. from your perspective how the link between Tetramap and Māori has been evolved over time. And we really appreciate you helping us to make those connections for others to see. Thank you. That would be my privilege. I really enjoy it. Well, Ruhia, I asked you to prepare a short reading or a quote. And I just wondered if you could tell us which one you've chosen and why. Okay. The quote that I thought I would share is a quote that my mum gave me. So when I first got into Tetramip, um, and as you mentioned, it was back in 2011 when I did do my first Tetramip training, and um, I shared um, what I was doing with my mum. Now, she had a quote that she had given me prior, before I'd even got into Tetramip, and of course we, we use, a, a, I guess, the same a framework just like Tetramip, and it's called the Tapatoru. And it has four triangles, you know, five triangles by the time you finish with it. But um, like so in the Tapatoru, we would have um, Fenua, which is earth, um, Ha, which is air, Wai, water, Ahi, fire. And as well as with earth, with Fenua, we have Mana, which is your, your strength. Um, and, um, tapu goes with air which is your um, the places of restriction, your, your spiritual space. Um, then we've got uh, Noah, which is with the water, which is with why, and that's your space of harmony, your calming, your clearing. And, of course, um, then we have Modi, which is your, um, your inner energy, your, 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 yeah, your inner energy, I suppose, which is with fire. Now, the quote that I want to share that, relates to all of this is this is what my mum said ko ngaro te tehi ahuatanga ko mate te te tinana ko mate te hinengaro me te wairua when one of these elements is missing the body the mind and the soul become unwell so if you look at earth air water fire when one of those things is missing your body becomes unwell 
um, you need the earth for the sustenance of the kind. You know, when you plant the seed, you plant it in the earth. You need the air to be able to um, give it um, oxygen so mm. that it can breathe. And then the seed can start to germinate. You need the water. You know, so you've got to be able to, you've got to water your plant. And then you need the fire for the energy, you know. So what my mum was saying, that quote that I just given you, ko ngaro tetehi ahutanga ko tetinana, means without one, when all of those things aren't working well, your body becomes unwell. Mm. And that's the quote that I, that was the quote that um, she shared with me. And I thought, that is exactly what Tetramap is about. It is so true, hey, Ruhia, and that's fascinating. And I mean, I've heard you mention that quote before from your mum on several occasions. And if you think about it, really, what we report with Tetramap is we say you always need all four elements to make this structurally sound shape. Yeah. And it's the same concept. You've just related it in a different way, but it is really important that if something isn't working, you have to identify which of the elements is not there, or yeah. is missing, or is not of the same uh, shape and proportion. Then if it is missing, the shape will not be as structurally sound. And yeah. it's a very powerful thing for people to see with the shape of the tetrahedron and how it all folds together. Uh, yeah. And that wisdom in there, which obviously has come through all of your generations in your family, but and now it's it's also being aligned so closely with Tetramap and the work that you do. And it's been brilliant for us to have your wisdom and knowledge of, um, you know, the, the Māori um, kōpapa, the way of thinking and doing, to be able to integrate it into some workshops where you have many different cultures, but for... Yeah. Well, particularly in New Zealand, to be able to understand the Māori overlay or context on that is so helpful. Yeah. It really just helps them connect in a very different way, which perhaps we can't always as a Western philosophy explain. Yeah, and, and the good what I like about using that, you know, like cause you, um, the, the wooden teacher map, you know, oh, the, the tetra frame. The tetra frame. Yeah. Yeah. So if you hold that up, you know, like I, I'll hold it up, you know, and 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 so it doesn't matter what culture's in the room, because yeah. when they see a visual of it, it'll yeah. click. So I'll hold, I'll hold it up, and then um, I'll say, right, and I'll fold one of them down. Yeah. And then I'll fold two down, and then all you've got left is two. Yes. And then what they'll see is suddenly they'll see a visual. Oh, my God. You've just taken away the earth and you've taken away the fire. Yeah. Makes so sense to me. You know, and it's yeah. just like a great visual tool that yeah. any that people will connect with straight away. Yeah. So as I'm actually saying that, um, that quake, I'm going, ko ngaro tetehi ahutanga, ko mate te tinana. Yeah. And I'm folding, folding the tetra, that tetra frame up, up, you know, and so they'll yeah. either see yeah. one or just see two. And then I say, you need all four, and then I start to open them up. Yeah, such a beautiful visual illustration. Yeah. And for those people that haven't seen the wooden tetra frame, it's just a, a framework with four, tri four interconnected triangles in a row, which folds up into the shape of a tetrahedron, which is a pyramid. But of course, if, as Ruchi is saying, if you take one of those sides away, you can't make that same shape. So it's a very good... Uh, physical observation, visual for people to understand this kind of message of having the, all, all the elements present. 
Yeah. <laughs> It is, a, it is a very powerful, and and also when I use the tapatoru, you know, I, I might stand there and my daughter will stand beside me with the tapatoru framework, which is exactly the same, but it's three, it's a triangle with the, you know, mm. that folds mm. down and it can fold into a tetrahedron, mm. you know, so we're both doing it at the same time and they can see the connection, they, they can Lovely. see the Māori concept and the tetrahedron concept. Mm. And that's that's so true because, you know, here in New Zealand, uh, we have very multicultural society um, and it's really important that for us, we can make these illustrations across so that people can understand it. And I think that's the same right across the world. The globe is now becoming much more multicultural and yeah. to have this kind of opportunity to be working with you and working across that where we can share that with other countries who may have different cultural preferences just gives them some insight into how we can blend the two things because almost every culture has a connection with nature in some way shape or form. yes they do and yes, i remember you went to canada didn't you and you spoke about this at the um was it the indigenous um, yes. education conference the world indigenous education conference yes yeah and i remember your topic was was it resilience nature yeah. is resilience or something yeah. like that the resilience of nature. Thank you. <laughs> Could remember it, but not exactly. But that was yeah. that was an interesting uh, experience too, I would imagine, because you had indigenous people from all around the world. There. Oh yes, yes. You know, um, yeah, they were very, you know, like, and it was just so simple. I think that was the that was the key message. It was such a simple tool, and it reminds us to, you know, like, um, get back connect back with nature and nature has the answer well thank you that's that's surely a gem of wisdom <laughs> so Ruhi I wondered if you could um identify or if you had a chance to identify a story about your work uh with Tetra Map or not that's been very meaningful for you and something that was a surprise a highlight or even a great learning experience um yeah okay um, there's been so many, but um, okay. My very first Tetra Map training, mm -hmm. I'll go there. So after I completed the Tetra Map practitioner course, um, of course with um with you all, um, then I went back to work and I thought, right, I've got to deliver my first training, and it was, you know, you could imagine that I was pretty nervous about it, doing my um delivering my first training, and so the first group that I the training with was with um, a security group. So they're security monitoring group and they monitor all the sites in New Zealand um, in Te Wānanga Aotearoa. Uh, just for our listeners um, that aren't with, Te Wānanga Aotearoa is the second largest tertiary provider in New Zealand. It's actually our largest indigenous provider in New Zealand and possibly in the world. But anyway, um, the security monitoring group, they monitor all the sites that we have throughout New Zealand. Now, we have over 60 sites in New Zealand. Cool. And from one place, they can see they have cameras to all of the sites. Mm. So so I was asked to do a Tetramet training with this group. Um, so we actually did all the four workbooks. So we did Why Are You Like That? Then we did the team building one. We did the planning and we did um, customer service. What was really um, interesting and I think was uh, really good, valuable for me being in my first time in doing the, living this training, um, the type of working environment that they worked in played a significant role in how they behaved. 
Right. So it was identifying that. The team, when they, they very rarely came together as a team. So you'd have, you'd have about yeah. eight, eight or ten, ten people in this team, but they were, you know, so they were shift work. So one would, and they most of the time were working on their own. Okay. You know? Yeah. But even though they were working on their own, they had access to, you know, a, all the sites in New Zealand, basically. Yeah. But they were on their own. And so it's um, monitoring national, you know, all the sites for 24 hours. Yeah. Now, what came out of it when we, you know, having gone doing the training was that they recognised for themselves that the role didn't enable them to ignite their fire element. Yeah, I can understand that. (laughs) And they realised by not doing that or, you know, or consciously making an effort to do that, it was actually making them unwell. Oh, I see. You know, so um, they were, because... You know, I guess it's like that um, quote I said, you need all four elements yeah. to be well. So because the role really didn't enable them to do that. They were there, you know, like keeping, you know, they were in a security watching the cameras, all the cameras, checking, and it was very, um, I guess, um, you know, tick off, um, you know, it wasn't creative. Basically, these are the roles you do and this is what you've got to do. So it became a rote practice, I guess you would say. Process-driven more than Process anything. Process-driven, yeah. 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 So um, so when we had a discussion about it, they realised that if they don't do something about it, because they weren't, they were becoming, you know, like they they were just coming to work because they had to come to work. Mm. You know, when they came together as a team, it was like, oh come on, let's hurry up and get through this, you know. Right. And so <laughs> they created for themselves. They initiated. They knew that how after doing the training, they realised how important it is to have all four elements. Yeah. And so they created, they decided, well, we're going to have to do something about it. And so what they did was that they um, made sure that every month they had to come together, compulsory, you know, it was compulsory, they had to all come together and they had to do, have an activity of celebration. Oh, that was cool. You know, and it was celebrate the small wins, celebrate the small losses, whatever, but it had to be a celebration event. And um, I'll tell you what, that just made them vast difference a massive difference to um just to then their behavior and just to them themselves they felt good about it yeah so that was um probably one of my highlight stories but i guess the most highlights that i really in all my time working in the wine and i was working with this with staff and students um yeah. being in a space where i could take um i could run training on our marae could run training in, in a really Māori environment run training in classroom environment, you know. So you're doing training with with students who are training in all sorts of different um, programs, you know, computing, um, business management, social services, even learning trail, mm. um, literacy, numeracy, you know. Mm. We had all of those programs. Now, that's what I found really enjoyable was being able to work with a range of students and staff you could have a I could have a, a room you know of 30 people 30 staff but they're all different they're teaching different programs yeah you know yeah so that would be my um, highlight I guess is being able to look at teacher map but take it across working with diverse cultures yeah um, diverse roles yeah. Um, and then from there you look at, wow, what are the skills and attributes that come out of there? Mm. Well, I suppose going back to your story with the security staff, and I've just been thinking about that as you've been talking, 
you know, I think what's, um, what you found the surprise was that they were able to take ownership of what they needed to change in order to make their yeah. jobs more meaningful, if you like, yes. rather than just watching the security cameras day in and day out, which, you know, whilst it's a really important thing, it's, it's, it, it could be a bit monotonous for them. So yeah. therefore, by taking ownership of the fact that we need to celebrate, perhaps we stop this, I don't know, let's say a burglary happening or something like that, they're finding that the job is actually more valuable and meaning and what they were doing. And that I think it's the great thing that with Tetramap, it's very easy for people to take ownership of the thing that perhaps yep. they can change that's within their own context what they're able to change I think that, that's really important yes. and I think that that for me is what I think what you you know you were highlighting there that they identified where's this fire energy this motivation we're not celebrating our successes and there's nothing to stop us doing that in order to acknowledge yeah. the great work that we're all doing right yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and you don't always have to have someone else acknowledging it no, you can do it yourself. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. But just, you know, embedding that practice of, you know, once a month, let's get together and let's talk about what's gone well is actually, yeah. you know, really important. But it just highlighted that that was something that they weren't doing, but they could change. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and of course, your work with students and uh, tutors and the whole concept of what happens in the Wananga is all included in the case study so we'll make sure that people get that reference if they want to read further yeah thanks Rukia oh thank you um and as, as Tetramap really is about developing great teams naturally we wondered if there was something you'd like to share on that topic that might be a great gift just to leave with our listeners okay um appreciate each other appreciate each other's preferences would be one always recognizing and crediting someone you know someone's contribution or just just be just be mindful of it the other thing that um i do now is the importance of balancing your energy you know so i integrate with tetramap training now as um um energy you know energy balancing can you give us an example of that Yes, actually, oh, have you got time? I want to share a little story of why I think this is important. Yeah. Um, okay, a couple of years ago, I got badly burnt. My gas oven, you know, blew up in my face, basically, and burnt my face, burnt my chest. And it, and um, when I woke up in the hospital, I was pretty unrecognisable, you know. And um, so the, the doctors had actually said, you know, like it was going to take a few months before, you know, all those scars and all that, the healing would come right. Now, when I came out of hospital, I went home and I, I just really felt I was disconnected. You know, I felt like my I wasn't connected to anything. You know, it's a bit like your energy suddenly has just left your body. Yeah. And um, so I said to my daughter, look, can you have a look on Google and let's see what we can I said, I, I need something that'll connect me with my energy. Now I'm thinking about nature. This mm. is what I'm thinking about. And we came across this um, uh, on YouTube, and it was um, daily energy routine, and it's with um, Donna Eden, a Donna Eden daily energy routine, and it was just a little short exercise you do. And so in my bed, I start uh, now. I couldn't touch my face or touch anywhere because of the burn. So I would just sort of go as close as I could to my face and my thing and do these exercises. 
um, after two days, my daughter noticed the healing happening. Right. And um, and I thought, wow, you know, she says, brush, mum, you know, and I never knew because, you know, like I was, um, I guess, where all the burning starts to start to come away, you know. Mm. And then after 14 days, my face was clearing up. Now, I went back to the hospital, you know, on, on day 14, you know, after coming out. Mm-hmm. And the doctor just said to me, oh, my God, that should, ne-, you know, they'd never seen that happen. Right. You know, and now then I knew straight away it was because I was actually doing this daily energy routine. Oh, wow. Now, the daily energy routine also connects with nature. Wow. So, you know, so, you know, I instinctively knew that that was going to work, you know, that it works. And so, so that's what I mean by balancing your energy, knowing how to balance your energy. And, um, yeah, so that was on the YouTube and very much they connected with earth, air, water. Oh, well, it's actually, they use earth, air. It's the Chinese one, eh? earth, um, wood, metal. Wood, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And fire, yeah. Yeah, cool. And wow, um, interesting. You know, so I was able to really connect to that really well, you know, and I thought, oh, yeah, so if I'm doing this energy, what they call us, um, you know, like the, the four thumps where you thump on your cheek, I'm actually thumping on the earth element. You know, oh. <laughs> you know and I, oh, if I go here, I'm actually doing the fire element and I'm doing yeah. the element, you know. So that's what I mean by so one was to appreciate each other. Right. That's yeah. Always cool. recognize and credit, you know, people's contributions. Mm. Balance your energy. Balance your energy. I like that. And have open communication, you know, because I can tell you, you know, these elements, you know, <laughs> they can conflict with each other and I've seen them. <laughs> you know. You know, I've seen where air and air, you know, you get two people who are very high in the air element and another air element and they're just having a good, and you got to get in there and coach them down. You know, so be open mm. and, and, and express success. Well, that's very rounded across all the four elements through here, yeah. as we would expect from you. I think that's lovely. I really like that as a gift to leave. Balance your energy use nature to help you balance out the stresses that are going on every day in teams because it does happen for sure that's that's, we know that and I think you know that's why there's so much evidence about these walking meetings and going out and just getting out in nature for half an hour or something like that at lunchtime makes a difference to an individual energy and then when you come back you can portray that different energy within the team and help you solve the challenges that you're being faced with yeah yeah, and the other important thing for me is that um, with earth, air, water, fire, and, and now Māori culture, you know, the earth element, they have what we call um, an atua. They have a spiritual guide with each one of those elements. And so, um, so when I'm doing this training, I'm always informing people that these elements have a spiritual guide. You know, so when, I'm, when we talk earth, you know, earth in English and Māori is whenua, and the spiritual guide is Papatuanuku, Mother Earth. Mm. So air, uh, Māori would be ha or ho, and the spiritual guide is tāwhirimātia. Water, wai, is the Māori word for water, and the spiritual guide is rōna. And then when you go to ahi, which is fire, fire is ahi in Māori, and the spiritual guide is tamanui tera. So those spiritual guides are with those natural elements, you know, 
Mm. That's amazing. Ruhia, the wisdom that you have, that you've inherited and shared so generously, is so valuable for for our whole globe, actually, for the whole of our world to become a better place, more connected, work interdependently, value each other, and all those kind of bigger picture lessons that we can learn. And I think it's such a valuable uh, discussion with you this morning. I really want to thank you for that. No, that's, I, I really appreciate come, um, being able to share this. Um, before we finish, though, um, yeah. Louise, I do want to acknowledge also Te Wānanga Aotearoa because mm-hmm. um, it was during my time in Te Wānanga Aotearoa where they provided me with the space and support to develop my skills in Tetramere. So I became a, a practitioner, certified practitioner while working at Te Wānanga Aotearoa and a master certified facilitator during that time. Um, being with the provider has also enabled me to develop my skills and, and share Tetramere um, nationally throughout all the Wananga sites. So I think, I, you know, it's just important that I do um, acknowledge and, and thank the Wananga Aotearoa for that opportunity. Yeah. yeah, and I think from Tetramap's point of view, from our context, working with you and Te Wananga has been an amazing journey of collaborative partnership. And it's mm. something that we have really, really learned from, enjoyed from, had a huge and trusting relationship. And it's been an amazing time of learning and experience working with them and having you as the sort of intermediary and the person guiding and leading that relationship has been incredible. So mm. um, I really want to thank you for that acknowledgement of them too. It's been, uh, been a great journey and long may that continue. Thank you, Louise. Yes, I um, I do. I will be continuing. You know, uh, you, when you even if you um, leave the Wananga, the Wananga never leaves you. <laughs> yeah. Well, finally, Ruhia, all I would like to say is thank you once again. It's been an amazing discussion, amazing opportunity to learn and refresh and hear your calm wisdom being shared with us and if anybody wants to connect with you um how should they do that would the best way way be via linkedin or something like that yeah um oh well my email is ruhia.king at gmail.com i'm happy for you to share that um yeah and have a uh, look at some of those um things on um teacher map i guess yeah, well, what through I'll do the web, is I'll the website. Put, yeah, I'll put um, I'll put a link to your the fantastic case study that we did whilst you were at the Wananga, and then we'll um, and your email too. So if anybody wants to connect or have more following through with you, I'm sure you'd um, you'd welcome that. Thank you. That'll be wonderful. I, yeah, I'd love to connect with other people uh, doing, especially on a global aspect as well. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Well, Ruhia, have a great rest of your day, and thanks once again. Thank you, Louise. Very much nice appreciate to speak it. with you. Bye-bye. Bye.